Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, Sonoma, I am back after a couple of weeks out. I hope you enjoyed my shows the past few weeks. I did some awesome show playbacks. And, um, you know, I love doing that once in a while because these shows are so great. Not everybody can, you know, hear them uh, while I'm live on air. Not everybody goes over and uh, downloads my podcast. So it gives everybody an opportunity to hear the shows. And uh, so I hope you enjoyed those shows the past couple of weeks while I was away busy doing other things but I am back super thrilled to be here I have an amazing guest today Dr. Joe Tata is going to be calling in from New York City and he is a national pain expert so if you have pain you need to listen in. Stay tuned. He's going to call in at about one fifteen, and um, he has a new book out. He is really just sort of the I call him the pain whisperer, and his approach to managing pain is unlike anything you've ever heard. I promise you that. So you want to listen in for Dr. Joe Tata, and uh, just uh, kind of do a little bit of housekeeping here before he calls in. I want to let everybody know or remind everybody that you can access all of my shows through Uh, the podcast. So we actually take my shows, we make a podcast out of it so that it's available for everybody. Um, And you can access that by going to the website, which is bodytalkradio.com. Of course, right here at KSVY, you can always go to the KSVY website as well to download old shows or to receive and and listen to old shows. But bodytalkradio.com, I've got them all loaded up for you with descriptions, all that good stuff, as well as the podcast. So um, you can listen live or get the podcast through iTunes or just right there on the website. I also wanted to let you know that you can access all the things we're talking about because each and every week I'm interviewing experts, health experts from across the country, talking about different health, wellness, and nutrition topics that aren't boring, by the way, just so you know. A lot of people think, oh, wow, that must be kind of a a boring hour if you're talking about nutrition. But the truth is, nutrition is something that's common to each and every one of us. Um, And people have very, very interesting, to say the very least, but also, you know, the psychology around food and interesting eating habits. So, you know, when you're listening, we're, we're talking so much more about than just about counting calories and things like that. We're really, we're talking about you, each and every person, and what it is that you can do better in your life or what it is that you may not know. So definitely tune in. Um, The interviews are always incredibly lively, incredibly informative, and often the doctors have some really good takeaways for you and some also some good, you know, giveaway type stuff like literature or things like that, that, um, that they do just for our audience, which is really, really cool. So, um, yeah, with that said, on Facebook, we have our Facebook page, which is Body Talk Radio on Facebook. I set up that page again for you guys, the listeners, to be able to access all the good things that we're talking about on the show. So, for example, if I talk about a recipe or, you know, talk about uh, an article or some literature or anything that's interesting, I then go after the show or sometimes before 
and post it onto my Facebook page so that you can in real time access the things that we're sharing and talking about. So with, and you can also ask questions. Um, when you go to the website or the Facebook page, it allows you to ask questions of the doctors that are coming on or the health experts that I'm interviewing or myself. So it's a great way to communicate with me and present um, questions that you may have for the experts. Um, so I mentioned to you earlier that today we are interviewing Dr. Joe Tata, a pain expert. So many of you have been already submitting questions for Dr. Tata. So we'll be, I'll be sharing those questions with Dr. Tata live on air. And then I also have questions that come in throughout the week, um, through the Facebook page as well as the website, just from listeners who have who have questions or maybe read one of my articles or something like that and want some clarification. So I'm going to cover just a couple of those questions right now. I try to save the first few minutes of my show for that, um, and before the um, the expert calls in. So um, one of the questions that I have received, I get a lot of questions about smoothies because I love, you know, I like to be able to load nutrition and in a, you know, just the standard American diet and the way people eat today, it's hard to get enough nutrition to deal with our high paced, high stress lifestyles that we're, most of us are experiencing. Cause when you're under stress and you're busy, you're burning through minerals, trace minerals, vitamins, things that our body requires to run and operate smoothly. And what happens is we just can't get enough and don't get enough from our food, especially because our agriculture today, um, they treat the soils differently. The soils are not um, respected, if you will. And so what happens is they become leached. There used to be a r- approximately 52 really good nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and things like that that the soils would commonly have uh, when growing uh, vegetation. And now, two. It's, it's, it's two that really get added back in, in during agricultural practice practices. So we're not getting the nutrition because... As you know, or as I often say on the show, the nutrition that comes from out from our food, our food that is cultivated, that we receive from the soils, from the earth, um, the nutrition comes from the soil. And so the food that you eat is going to be as nutritious really as what the soil provided. Um, and so when we are consuming fruits and vegetables and things that maybe came from Mexico or came a long way on a truck or... Um, that were commercially grown in soils that are just very, very depleted of nutrition, then what happens is the food we're eating just isn't yielding and giving us very much nutrition to keep up with our busy lifestyles. So how do we solve that problem? Well, I'm, I, you know, I believe everybody needs to supplement today with good quality nutritional supplements. And, and so I talk about that a lot on the show. I talk about what are the things we should be supplementing today and what are the best source sources and where do we get those? So Um, I am a fan. I do believe that everybody should be supplementing, especially as we get older and our bodies just don't digest very well. Um, You know, we don't absorb the nutrients from our foods as well as we get older and, you know, our requirements are are greater. So um, that's another thing that we'll be talking about with Dr. Joe Tata today. Um, But I just, I love to do smoothies. Nutrient smoothies are a great way to absorb, to get a ton of nutrition in your day and to absorb it well, whether you're a little kid or a grown-up. So I'm going to come back to this topic shortly because I believe we have our guests calling in. Hi there, Dr. Tata. Are you on the air? I am. Who's this? Ah, it's Heather Morgan. Heather. <laughs> hey, Dr. Tata. I know. Yeah, you're live right right on the air. I, oh. I literally answered you live. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, well, you know, according to all of my followers and listeners, they're pretty excited to have you here, too. We've got some questions that have been coming in. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, just, you know, everybody, I just wanted to kind of repeat and uh, welcome Dr. Joe Tata to the show. Dr. Tata is um, a doctor of physical therapy and a board certified nutrition specialist and functional medicine practitioner. That's a mouthful, but I just want to let you know as a nutritionist that that board certified nutrition specialist thing is as top as you can get in the nutrition field, as well as functional medicine practitioner 
practitioner, because you often, to the listeners, you hear me talking about functional medicine a lot, and so Dr. Tata really brings brings to his his practice um, a combination of some pretty unique and heavy duty skills, and so a result of that, and then you add in a pretty good businessman too. <laughs> the result of that is we're all able to gain access to Dr. Tata's amazing work um, through his books, through his websites, through his programs that he he launches. And so I really wanted to have Dr. Tata on the show because I know, Dr. Dr. Tata, that you're launching a new book right now, and I've seen your work, and you know, you and I have talked a little bit about my own pain issues, but I really believe that each and every person needs to understand pain and needs to know um, the, the information that you have worked so hard on for so many years. So welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing with our community. Thank you, Heather, and thanks for that great introduction. That's, uh, you've gone through my entire bio and resume and <laughs> education, which is many, many years. Yes, and super impressive. So, um, yeah, had to share. But, uh, you know, I guess, Dr. Tata, you know, the people have kind of called in or people have certainly sent messages uh, via the website and the Facebook page. Yeah. But I just wanted to start off a little bit talking about your your new book and what you have going on most currently. And then we can kind of reverse engineer our talk from there. Absolutely. So the book is called Heal Your Pain Now, okay. a revolutionary program to reset your brain and body for a pain-free life. Great. It's available in stores on February 7th, but it's also available everywhere online. Okay, great. And I really wrote the book for two reasons. First, I wrote the book so that those with chronic pain would know exactly how to heal their pain naturally. Awesome. Naturally being the word there, right? Naturally being the word there, because we can talk about some of the things that are not natural, that have not worked. Right. But the, the second reason I wrote the book really is meant to kind of be a big paradigm shift and a really big push forward and kind of a call to action really to our, our medical system, to our healthcare system, to practitioners out there, that it's really time that we treat those with chronic pain differently and we really offer them different solutions to help mm-hmm. them heal. I love it. It's so, you know, and is it just me or are we seeing more and more people out there with chronic pain? And why is that? It's not just you. It's really, there's a, two factors that are contributing to that. Um, okay. For a long time, we looked at pain merely as a symptom. Right. And we treated it just as a symptom. And with that, we didn't document it as well. So as far as numbers go, we didn't really have a good grasp of how many people out there really had chronic pain because we didn't treat it as a, as, a disease, as a disease in and of itself. Okay, interesting. We now know that chronic pain is its own unique disease mm-hmm. that involves changes both in the body and, of course, in the brain or nervous system, and that's why the subtitle of my book is Healing Your Body and Your Brain. Mm-hmm. And with that, as we've started to do that, we've seen the numbers of chronic pain start to increase very, very rapidly. Some studies say 100 million Americans. right. Some studies say 116 million Americans. So it's definitely one out of three Americans. And I actually think that it's higher because there are certain types of pain that are still left out of the equation, especially those with children or the elderly. Oftentimes people say, well, you know, you're old, you're you're, you're wearing down, you should have pain. But that's Mm -hmm. absolutely 100% false. You do not have to get old and, and have chronic pain. That's awesome. Really, really important. So, uh, yeah, let's just back up a little bit. Reset your brain and your body for pain-free life. So what I'm hearing then is that that really you've mentioned it as a disease. So it sounds like then if you could talk just a little bit about your perspective about pain. You worked as a physical therapist for many years, and you know pain. You know it. You get it. So what are your thoughts on, on pain, this revolutionary, your revolutionary thoughts about pain yeah as a doctor physical therapy pain is the number one reason why people come to you so i've seen all sorts of chronic pain all sorts of chronic pain syndromes but when it when we look at chronic pain and that chronic pain is is defined as pain that persists beyond a three-month period of time okay gotcha good now when pain becomes chronic we see that there are certain changes that start to happen in the brain. So we, in scientific mm. terms, that's called maladaptive neuroplasticity. Okay. And neuroplasticity basically means the brain has the ability to, to change. 
Now, we all know the brain changes in positive ways when we learn math, when we learn a new language. Your brain is making all these brand new connections. Right. With chronic pain, unfortunately, what happens is that the connections are what are called maladaptive, meaning that the connections you originally made that causes pain, those neurons or those nerves keep firing over and over and over. For some reason, we don't know. We're starting to learn more about it, and we're learning the exact reasons for this. But in certain people, this happens, and we get this chronic firing of these neurons that cause pain to happen when oftentimes you have no injury at all. Mm, Interesting. Wow. That's heavy. So, but when you think about it, the body is adaptive in in every way. I mean, it can, you know, we're such creatures of habit, and I just think hardwired that way. So it does truly make sense what you're saying. Yeah, and of course, as you have chronic pain, not only are things changing in your brain, but of course, you're becoming more sedentary. You're putting on weight. Things are becoming tight. You're not moving as much. Your metabolism is changing. Your blood sugar is changing. All those things happen as well. All those things happen. Every single one of those, you know, your your physiology completely changes. But we need to start to bring the awareness of the brain or bring it into the conversation so that we can really help people heal and we can say, okay, there's going to be a couple of things you're going to have to put into your life to, to heal 100%. Mm-hmm. And what are those? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think the first one we can probably talk about it is nutrition. Oh, 100%. How nutrition can contribute to chronic inflammation. That chronic inflammation can be low grade mm-hmm. or it can be moderate or high grade. So right. I look at low-grade inflammation as, okay, maybe you're in college and your diet hasn't been great your entire life and you're just starting to see, like, that freshman 15 come on and there's a little bit of weight gain and, you know, you're starting to feel a little sluggish and you're getting a little fatigued. Right. And you may have some back pain starting and Mm. you're starting to see the effects of a poor diet that's happened over time. For sure. No doubt about it. So, you know, and one of the things that I see as a nutritionist, and you mentioned it earlier, I think it's really important to just kind of repeat, is the sedentary thing, too. You know, yes, people are eating poor diets, but you usually typically see people who are sedentary, and then they're combining the poor diet. Um, Is that just not a recipe for chronic pain to show up? It's a complete recipe because you're, you know, when you're not moving, your biomechanics aren't functioning properly, so your joints aren't moving. Right. You're not moving around lymph. You're not moving around blood. Mm. You're, not lubric- you're not lubricating your joints. You're not detoxifying through sweat. Right. So the sedentary lifestyle is, is a major factor with chronic pain. And then when you look at your nutritional component to it, then you're looking at the biochemical or the physiologic aspect of it. And you really have kind of, you know, they're like twisted sisters. One almost doesn't occur without the other. They're constantly happening in people who have chronic pain and and developing chronic pain. So interesting. You know, um, we actually, Dr. Tata, have to just take a quick break, if you don't mind. If you don't mind, just hang tight. I'm just going to go do a 30-second break. And then when I come back, I want to continue talking about nutrition and pain. And then also, too, uh, we have some questions that have come in for you. And then also, I want people to stay tuned because the whole stress and pain connection is a big one for people. So if you don't mind, hang tight, Dr. Tata, and we will be right back, everybody. We're going to take a break. Okay, everyone, and we are back, and it's Heather Morgan with uh, Nutrition Healthy Living Coach with Body Talk Radio, and I am joined today by Dr. Joe Tata, author of Heal Your Pain Now, the revolutionary program to reset your brain and body for a pain-free life. So welcome back to the show, Dr. Tata. Thank you. It's great to be here with you, Heather. Thank you. All right. So, you know, um, pain and the diet, how huge is that? It's huge. We started talking about it in the previous segment as far as this kind of low-grade uh-huh. inflammation that happens. But right. we also have to look at those that have kind of moderate to severe inflammation. And when, when we look at the, quote-unquote, 100 million Americans that have chronic pain, we know that probably about 50 of them, or 50 million people, have an underlying autoimmune condition. Wow. Which is substantial. So we need to look at the inflammatory components of food. We need to look at nutrient deficiencies. We need to look at what's causing the inflammation and Mm -hmm. what can be anti-inflammatory in the diet. And I really recommend that people do that before they even choose things like NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, 
or before they receive a cortisone injection or before, of course, they're put on a, something you know strong like an opioid prescription. And that's going to be really important for us to talk about as well, Dr. Tata. So um, please remind me because I think our listeners really, really, really need to hear about that. Um, but, you know, I just in general, can you tell me which type of diet works the best for pain? It's a really interesting question. If you just have low-grade inflammation, maybe that inflammation is just starting, many patients do well on what's called a whole foods diet. So a whole foods diet is kind of like the Mediterranean diet. It's really a diet, and I tell people this can be really easy and really simple. It's a diet where if there's anything that comes from a box, a can, or made by man, it probably has no place in your life. Love it, right? So you're eating mostly fruits and vegetables, whole nuts and seeds, healthy oils. Um, you can eat, obviously, grass-fed beef and fish and poultry. All that's really wonderful. Right, okay. Beyond that, if, if, if people are not finding success and they're not finding pain relief with that, then we have to go to a gut healing protocol because then we know that inflammation has persisted for a long enough period of time that the gut needs healing, and once that gut becomes healed, then we can really decrease inflammation throughout your entire body. So that would be right. the second type of diet that I go to, and oftentimes that's the first one because people yes. often, you know, they tried some things or they've explored a little bit with nutrition. So a really good gut healing protocol is the, the place to really start. Mm. And the three top foods, if you want to make this really simple for people, okay. to be eliminated would be gluten, dairy, and sugar. 100%. You nailed Those it. Are the three top ones to help heal your gut. But Dr. Tata, that's what everybody eats. <laughs> it's true. I mean, if you look at everyone's diet, it's a very grain-filled diet. It's a diet that's high in either, you know, added sugars, processed sugars, even yeah. natural sugars can be very inflammatory. For sure. Um, you know, patients come to me and they say, well, I'm using coconut sugar. And I said, that's great, but you're still using sugar, sugar, which is right? in your diet in the morning, it's in your diet in the afternoon, and it's in your diet in the evening. For sure. So we have to bring all of that down very, very rapidly. So those three things that you just mentioned, dairy, gluten, and sugar, is that what, those are the three, right? Those, those are three, correct. Um, so those are super pro-inflammatory, and the key here really is inflammation. And that seems to be a common thread across all the calls, all the interviews that I do with all the experts like yourself. And, you know, I just... I don't know what it's, you know, it's, 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 it's challenging for sure, but guys, there is life beyond dairy, sugar, and gluten, right, Dr. Tata? Absolutely. And, and once you take these foods out, oftentimes you don't really miss them or you can find a healthy substitution, especially people with pain. And oftentimes I put people on this diet anywhere between three weeks to a month. And ultimately, some will slip, so they'll have a little bit of gluten, or they'll start to, you know, let gluten kind of slide back into their diet. Right. What's really fascinating, Heather, is that once they do that, and their pain comes back, mm -hmm. oh. they have their own little litmus then. Then they yeah. can say, wow, I had no idea that gluten was causing yeah, my knee pain, pain or the arthritis in my fingers. And once that happens, then they start to just educate themselves about what's good for them and obviously what's bad for them or what mm -hmm. causes pain and what doesn't cause pain. Yes. And, and, you know, it's true. And I often have my own clients just, you know, go off of it completely for 30 days if possible. And often that's just all they need to do because then they see once they introduce it back, you're right, that the pain comes back, the inflammation comes back. And, it, um, you know, it's one of those things where people say, well, I don't think I'm sensitive to gluten. But I, I got to tell you, Dr. Chad, I haven't really seen anyone that we've taken off of it that didn't notice a difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, they say upwards of 40% of the population is gluten sensitive. Right. But with those with chronic pain, I say the number is about 95% because if you have mm -hmm. chronic pain, 95% of the people really feel better off off uh, off gluten and on a gluten, you know, 100% gluten-free diet. That's so huge. And uh, Dr. Tata, talk to me about this. Um, and I'm just kind of using this from experience as well. You know, I've got a, an injured neck, painful neck or whatever, which by the way is so much better. Um, but, you know, so let's just say somebody has a pain target point. Say it's a shoulder from a shoulder injury, a knee, knee pain, whatever. Um, they are saying, you know, well, I've got this injury and it's, it's, it's my knee and it's because I blew it out, you know, when I was on the ski slope. Right. So I want to be clear and, and you can help clarify. So removing certain foods from the diet still is going to help that pain, right? 
That's correct. So I explain, I explain it to people like this. Our body is kind of like a tree. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we age, our, not, our, our limbs kind of age at different rates. So if you look at a tree, like one branch is perfect, another branch may, may be slightly, you know, kind of beat up. And it's the same thing with your body. Mm-hmm. However, you'll notice with certain people that they have adhesive capsulitis or a frozen shoulder mm-hmm. you know, on their right side, or they have you know, arthritis in their left hand, even though they're right-hand dominant. And you'd be surprised that even though you think it's a wear and tear issue, right? that treating yourself with whole foods, with food as medicine, with taking out the foods that are inflammatory can actually solve that one problem. And in fact, it's not a wear and tear issue, but it's a problem with your chemistry. Interesting. That's really what I want people to hear and understand. And that's what your book does is explain that so incredibly well. Honestly, this book is a, it's a life changer for people. Um, I just, you know, I, as I'm, as I'm reading your materials and, and the work that you do, I realize, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, my dad needs this. Okay. My brother needs this. I needed this. Right. And it's, it's such an interesting perspective, but diet. Yes, of course. Right. Movement. Yes, of course. But there's so much more to it when you really understand where it's coming from that's where the healing begins right that's correct i've been taking an integrated approach to learning about all the things that contribute to your specific pain experience because everyone's pain experience is very very unique it's like a fingerprint your pain is unique to you no two people have the same type of pain or can report the same pain even if you have two people that have the exact same injury Mm -hmm. pain is very different based on a number of factors and we can talk about those things if you'd like yes please so the first thing, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, I want to mention. You you brought up a couple of moments ago that, you know, even if you have pain in one joint, and what comes to mind often is that uh, often people will go to a physician, they'll get an X-ray of that joint, and the physician right. or the practitioner will say, well, you have arthritis here, right. or you have a herniated, you know, a herniated disc here, and the truth is that imaging studies are very poorly correlated with pain. Hmm. And we know that because we have many people who come in with pain, and we take an x-ray of their joint, and sometimes there are no no changes, no negative changes in their joints at all, yet they're in agonizing pain. Right. And then we have others that show awful arthritis and huge herniated discs and stenosis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all sorts of things that are musculoskeletal that have very little pain. <sighs> so imaging studies themselves really poorly correlate with pain. And the thing about an imaging study is that language is very important. A language actually sensitizes the nervous system. Language can increase your pain response or increase pain sensitivity. Wow. So when you're talking to a practitioner, they're telling you that, oh, you have arthritis here or the joint is out of place or you have an autoimmune disease and your body's attacking itself. All those words can cause harm or can be perceived as harm. And we know that pain is both a sensory and an emotional experience mm-hmm. to an actual injury or to one that's perceived. So if someone's telling you that your body's attacking itself, you're obviously perceiving that something is going on in your body. So language is, is something that's very important Interesting. as well. Interesting. And that makes total sense because we know the power of our thoughts and our words, right? I mean... That's- that's, that's 100% correct, and there's even to go one layer deeper on our thoughts because they're so important when it comes to pain. Mm-hmm. There's a concept called pain catastrophizing, and it's a big, fancy word, mm-hmm. but it basically means there are negative thoughts that feed negative thoughts. So these are the, and, and this is understandable. Obviously, if you have chronic pain and you have pain all day long, it weighs on your mind and you think about it. But these are the thoughts that people with chronic pain have that go along the lines of this. I'm always going to have this pain. Yes. This pain is never going to go away. Ah. No, one, no one's going to be able to help me or there's no cure for my pain. So mm-hmm. when you have those thoughts that come into your mind, sometimes consciously and sometimes subconsciously, it can actually make your pain intensity worse. I believe it, 100%. So starting to reframe your thoughts and say things like, well, even though I had pain today, I was still able to go to work. Mm. Or even though I had pain today, I was still able to walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or even though I had pain today, I was able to work a healthy recipe into my life to help my weight loss or my inflammation. Mm-hmm. When you start to reframe some of those thoughts, 
not only does it decrease pain, but you also start to change some of that maladaptive plasticity that occurs in the brain. So, so important. And is this why we see occasionally patients with, say, for example, um, fibromyalgia? Um, there have been studies done that people who have fibromyalgia, which is, you can, I mean, obviously there's all, probably a lot you would have to say about that because it is a, a, a you know, pain involved, um, that, you know, often they say that people with fibromyalgia are often negative or have experienced, had had negative experiences contributing. Is it kind of the same? It's all that play in together? It all plays together. And what's interesting about the about fibromyalgia is that oftentimes, especially women who, who tend to have fibromyalgia, they have a history of some kind of abuse in their life, whether it's yes. physical, mm-hmm. whether it's emotional, whether it's sexual. Yep. And oftentimes those true. unresolved emotions or unresolved thoughts that have started in early childhood that kind of prime the nervous system mm-hmm. to be wired. It's almost like sticking your, your finger in a socket. And that continues or will follow you into, into adulthood unless, obviously, you start to work on these things. And some of these things can be extremely challenging for people. You know, history of, of abuse is, is not something that is taken lightly, and that's why oftentimes we have groups of clinicians working with people who have chronic pain. So we have a nutritionist, we'll have a physical therapist, and we'll have a, a pain psychologist or someone who works on the cognitive behavioral spectrum who can really, you know, delve deeper into people who need to go on a deeper level with their emotions. Now, obviously, for those who don't have a history of, of significant abuse, all, you know, most of us have some kind of trauma in our, in our childhood. But if it's just, you know, average daily stress, or, you know, stress that's come up for some reason in your life because you have a new job or, you know, a a project at work. Obviously, we can work on those things uh, just by being mindful and, you know, reframing some of your thoughts. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, everybody listening, uh, this is such great advice from Dr. Tata. Truly is, and this is, you know, something that I've, I've experienced myself and have worked with so many people who are not doing well. You have so much power for healing within yourself just through your thoughts, how you, you know, your practices, your daily life practices and so forth. And your, your thoughts are, are very, very, they're very important healing, um, hearing me- healing mechanism, aren't they? Absolutely. And I have patients at times pause throughout their day, mm-hmm. whether it's once an hour or whether it's every couple hours. And if you're having pain, not to focus on the pain, but try to focus on the thoughts that you're having. Ah, love it. And how they, how they might relate to your pain. Because oftentimes we focus on the, even clinicians, if you go to a clinician who, focuses, who, who treats pain, oftentimes they start the session with, well, what's your pain intensity? Where is it? You know, can you describe your pain? And oftentimes we don't really want to focus on the pain. We want to figure out what's going on behind that's causing the pain. Because ultimately pain... A pain response or someone who experiences pain, pain is about protection. Right. Interesting. So what is the nervous system trying to protect you from? Is it trying to protect you from negative thoughts? So if your thoughts constantly are attack thoughts, such as I'm not good enough or I'm too fat or I'm never going to work again or I'm never going to lose this pain. Yes. Then they keep you connected to that pain experience. Well, you know, it's interesting, and you and I talked about this before with me with lifting the really heavy suitcase when I travel. And, you know, there's something about that heavy suitcase that instantly I'm thinking, okay, lifting that suitcase is going to be painful for me. So I'll have somebody else lift it or I'll, you know, find a different way or get two smaller bags. And and so the last time I traveled, I, I, I implemented all of your stuff. Guess what? No pain. But I lifted the heavy suitcase. Yeah, and what's so fascinating about that, I think it's a great example, Heather, is that your brain stores memories. So when you maybe initially hurt yourself. Which I did, yes. Right, with the suitcase. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. did hurt. And your brain remembered, hey, when I lift that suitcase. Yes. It hurts me. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Now, as pain becomes chronic, if we know that these memories are stored... And what I tell people often is that hurt doesn't always equal harm. So if the pain is coming from your brain, if, it's an, if pain is an output of your brain, then eventually you start to tell yourself, well, I can lift the suitcase and I know I'm not injuring my joint. Yes. I know it's just that my brain is paying attention to this one thing too much. Yes. Then over time through gentle exposure, 
mm-hmm. or talking to yourself and trying to reframe these thoughts, your brain will shut that pain off. So maybe you don't lift the suitcase tomorrow. Maybe you start with, you know, a, a two-pound weight, then something that weighs five pounds, mm-hmm. and then, you know, a 10-pound bag of rice, and eventually you're lifting your 30-pound suitcase on the plane, and you have zero pain. And then I'm back at CrossFit? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're back at CrossFit, which would be awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but I just, I wanted to point that out because it's, it, seriously, I mean, when you and I had that conversation, it was, I was thinking to myself, wow, okay, so I'm going to become friends with that suitcase. Like, I'm going to travel and I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. And, and no, seriously, no pain the last few times that I traveled carrying the same suitcase. Yeah, and what, what's, what, I, what you're describing is what's known as graded exposure. So over mm-hmm. time, you reintroduce yourself mm-hmm. to the one thing that caused you to have pain. Right. And that's actually why exercise works for chronic pain. It's not because your muscles are getting stronger. It's not because you're becoming more flexible. All those are important, and of mm-hmm. course, those are beneficial things. But ultimately, when you exercise a little bit more each day or a little bit more each week, you're Resensitizing, you're reintroducing movement into your life, and over time, your brain starts to say, "Nice, hey, I can do a little bit, and I can be safe. I can do a little bit. I can actually be a little bit sore the next day, and I'm safe. Nothing is wrong with me. I don't have any mm-hmm. information, and I can keep going forward." How interesting! Wow, this is good advice for a lot of those CrossFitters out there, though. Really, <laughs> it really, it really is. You know? Oftentimes in CrossFit, you wind up in situations where you have a, a large volume of, of weight to lift, sure, or, or it's very intense. And mm-hmm. the truth is, everyone, no matter whether you're someone with chronic pain or, or if you're an athlete, grading your movement and grading your program is the way to go. I love it. This is good info. Okay, well, Dr. Tata, we have to take one more quick break. And everyone, I want to let you know that if you go to healyourpainnow.com, that's healyourpainnow.com, Dr. Tata has really lots of goodies for you. So, um, you know, you can get his book and also some really, really other great uh, additional giveaways that, um, and I don't, do you want to quickly talk about those, Dr. Tata, before we go to break? Sure, I have uh, an anti-inflammatory recipe guide. Nice. I, I have a free $20 coupon to my supplement store. Perfect. And then I have a quick start guide, which will get you started on the top things you need to do to decrease pain in your life today. Okay, that's huge. That's life-changing right there. All that right there is so wonderful. People with pain, they should all check it out. Yeah, definitely. So go to healyourpainnow.com. We're going to take a break. Dr. Tata, hang tight. We will be right back, everyone. You're listening to Body Talk Radio with Heather Morgan, and we will be back. All right, everyone, we are back. You're listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, joined today by Dr. Joe Tata, national pain expert and author of... Oh, Dr. Tata, i got to say this whole thing. Let me find it. Uh, Heal Your Pain Now. If you go to healyourpainnow.com, you will get all kinds of goodies from Dr. Tata. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Heather. It's great to be here. Yay. Okay, good. So we've covered a lot today about pain and much of this, you know, just brand new info. Um, Each and every person out there listening is touched by pain in one way or another, either personally or by a family member. Um, And this is what I find to be so profound because I've never been a person who experienced pain in my life until the suitcase incident. Right. And um, and, you know, boom, there it was. It showed up. And had I not had. Your great, honestly, your great wisdom. I'd probably have been like down the MRI road and possibly surgery, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that's typically the way it goes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure that you've had experiences with the work that you do, where people have, you know, been able to help avoid surgery. Correct. Oh yes. I mean, when patients come to me, oftentimes they're trying to avoid surgery or avoid some kind of traditional medical treatment for their pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's possible. So it's another reason why I wanted to have you on the show. Because if we can save <laughs> someone from having surgery, because oftentimes we know surgeries can end up in resulting in other pains and other, you know, this whole cascade of of issues. So the work that you're doing really, really is great. And um, we have Dr. Tata about 10 more minutes. So I just want to make sure that we cover all the really, really important things for our community. And um, <clears throat> I'm 
I'm just kind of going over some of the notes that people have sent me and questions that people have sent um, in for you. So I'd love to just address a couple of them really quickly, if you don't mind, because I know some people are listening in to see if their questions are answered. Yeah, I love input from, from callers. It would be great. Okay, perfect. So we have someone that says, I have constant pain in the bottom of my feet, but I haven't injured them. It's a constant ache. Um, what do you recommend I do? <laughs> so oftentimes those are patients that are diagnosed with something called plantar fasciitis. Okay. And the word fasciitis sounds like inflammation because it has an itis attached to it. Right. Which oftentimes it is. And the, the plantar fascia is a, a ligament under the bottom of your foot that oftentimes becomes very painful and very inflamed when you have that low-grade inflammation. And most of the time, people feel when they take the first couple steps in the morning. Right. They're first putting weight right. on their feet. So I recommend a couple of things. One is just real simple, easy. Stretch out your calves and your plantar fascia. Do a couple downward dogs. Mm-hmm. Do a runner stretch against the wall. But get yourself on that gut-healing protocol that we talked about, taking out the inflammatory foods. Okay. And you may find that plantar fasciitis goes away within a matter of three to seven days. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Good. Well, thank you. I hope that person was listening. Otherwise, they can hear it on the podcast. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? I have gone to the doctor because of general pain throughout my body, and he can't find what's wrong with me. How do I get it figured out? So what I love about that question is that we do not have a test to diagnose someone with chronic pain because chronic pain is a function of the brain and nervous system. We don't have a test for it. We can actually see it on functional MRI, but we're still not quite sure which parts of the brain fully are controlling this pain response. Interesting. So what I really recommend this caller does Mm -hmm. is see either a pain specialist that understands some of these concepts Mm -hmm. and can start to work through the things in your life that are causing this pain. Oftentimes, there's a lot of stress in your life or there's diet changes, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. you need either a physical therapist and or a pain psychologist to work through some of those issues. So oftentimes being your own advocate and saying, hey, I realize that pain is caused by many things and ultimately it's caused by an overly sensitive nervous system. Right. What do you recommend I can do naturally to help decrease this? Calm that down. That's right, to calm that mm-hmm. down. And I'm sure that that is a combination of mind, body, you know, psychological, emotional, physical. It's probably not just, you know, one answer, but it, your book explains all that. So I'm going to just say, hey, go get his book. Start there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's why I wrote it. Right? <laughs> okay. And then, um, Dr. Tata, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up or mention? Because I do have some other questions, but I want to make sure you get your, your time. I do think it's, it's important that we just touch really briefly on opioids. Yes, please. Thank you. Since oftentimes, it is the number one medication that we're prescribed, and we, we have about two and a half million people addicted to opioids, and we have an, obviously an opioid <sighs> epidemic in this country. That's right. And opioids should not be the first line of care for people with, with chronic pain, and oftentimes it is, unfortunately. That's right. Hmm. And I'm not 100% against them. However, I recommend you try something natural first. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work or it's not working as fast as you like it, then you should continue to do those natural strategies along with the lowest dose for the shortest period of time. Okay. And that's really important to ask your physician. And if you're on an opioid, it's really important to also know that long-term use of opioids can actually make pain worse because it causes a hypersensitization Whoa. of the nervous system. Oh, my goodness. And that's why That's why people get addicted to them because... Over time, they need more and more. There's a tolerance that develops, and pain can actually get worse. It's called opioid-induced hyperalgesia, and it's very important for people to understand that. Okay, so we want to avoid those mainly at all costs, if you can. And you're saying, and I know this is to be true, there are other you know, natural approaches that can be tried first and are often successful. Absolutely. So let's talk about what those are, Dr. Joe, because I know you have some really amazing therapeutic protocols that you do with people using more natural type supplements and things like that. So when we're talking about inflammation, chronic inflammation, the first thing I use with patients would be a really high quality fish oil. For sure. And they should dose that anywhere between 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams per day. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Along with that, I recommend a really high 
very bioabsorbable curcumin. Yes. That's the active ingredient. That's in turmeric. Mm-hmm. And about the same milligrams, about 2,000 milligrams to 3,000 milligrams twice a day. If you have an autoimmune disease, you can actually go up to four because mm-hmm. it really helps with that. That's awesome. I, re- I want everyone to make sure they have their vitamin D levels tested mm-hmm. because vitamin D helps balance out your immunity or your autoimmunity and your white blood cells and the inflammatory response mm-hmm. in your body. Mm-hmm. And the number that people, you're going to get a number when you go to your physician. I want that number to be about 50. Wow, okay. And last but not least, if we're looking for things that are natural, I have two more things, actually. One mm-hmm. would be called proteolytic enzymes. Yes. Which are enzymes that break up inflammation. Inflammation in the body is actually kind of sticky. So this will break up that kind of stickiness that's caused by inflammation. And last but not least mm-hmm. would be GABA. And GABA helps decrease that sensitivity yes. in the nervous system. I love it. Absolutely. That's super great that you use GABA for pain. Uh, huge. It works wonderfully. It does. I love I love GABA. I mean, for so many reasons. But um, this is fantastic. And I know um, from having read all of your stuff and, and the work that you do that you... When you said super high quality fish oil, um, all fish oils are not created equal because what happens, Dr. Tad, is people go to Costco or whatever and they're going to buy the fish oil and the vitamin D and things like that. And I really want people to hear the difference between a professional brand through doctors and licensed healthcare professionals such as yourself versus, say, going to get it, you know, you know, um, on a shelf somewhere. Because I talk about supplementing a lot; it's super, super important and. Tell me which ones you use and how, or do you have them on your website? Yes, I have a whole line on my website. So if you go to drjotata.com, I have a store there where can they, they can purchase many of the items that I just mentioned. Okay, good. Now, regarding fish oil and, and other supplements as, 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 as a whole, I really recommend that if you're going to invest, and you're investing in your health, you're investing in your life, obviously. Yes. Put that money into really high-quality professional-grade supplementation. Yes. The things you find in the big-box stores, and, and the fish oil is a really good example, mm-hmm. oftentimes they're rancid, which means they're spoiled. Mm-hmm. They're not filtered, so oftentimes there can be things like heavy metals in them or other impurities, and there's really no regulation around them. When, when you're looking at a quality supplement, all those things are tested. You're, they're tested for purity. They're tested for quality. They're tested for satisfaction. For sure. No, the professional lines, and that's the lines that I always use as well, um, are a whole different ballgame. And they're they're made to be therapeutic for doctors to get high-level results. So um, you, it's drjotata.com, is that correct, if people want to see your line of professional um, supplements? Is that correct? Yes, they can go to drjoetata.com, and in the browser, there's a little tab for store, and they can find everything listed there. Okay, and I thought I heard you mention earlier that when they go to healyourpainnow.com, there's a coupon, right, that can be used at your store? Yeah, you know, to celebrate the launch of my book, since so many people have chronic pain and so many people are struggling, I really try to make every attempt to help people. So there's that $20 coupon at the website, healyourpainnow.com, and you can use that coupon with anything you may find on my store regarding supplementation. Awesome. Well, you know, I've I've read, I've seen, I've heard through the the community of our colleagues about the results that you're getting with people with pain and the interviews that you're getting on national media and all this good stuff. So, it makes my heart so happy to see that you know, a functional and natural approach is out there for something that really is just plaguing our country. And, you know, just to circle back, because we really do only have a couple more minutes. Um, someone just sent in a uh, another question, uh, um, and they wanted to circle back on the opiates and ask, what exactly are the opiates? Like, give some brand names so people understand. Oh, sure. Opioids are prescription painkillers, as we know them. Mm -hmm. Those are things like OxyContin, 
um, codeine, morphine, sure. typically the ones that people you know use so prescription. quite often. They're prescription painkillers, yes. Okay, so you know, obviously, and we're seeing these get in the hands of young kids today. There's a, you know addiction that's just it's happening. It's it's sort of the new drug for the young kids. It's really scary stuff. It needs to be controlled. It needs to be avoided at all costs. And and then what about let's just talk to people then about the NSAIDs. So those are a different class, correct? Yep, they're a different class of medication. Those are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Okay. And those work to decrease inflammation. However, when they're taken long-term, and when I say long-term, you really don't, you don't have to take them that long to see the negative side effects. Three days is really the maximum that I really recommend to anyone ever take these medications because they lead to GI disturbances, leaky gut, um, cortisol changes, um, problems with your kidneys, your liver, all these things happen, and with very long-term use, they can lead to cardiovascular disease, strokes, and heart attacks. Wow. Okay. So, so again, you know, I, you know, people get Dr. Tata's book because he's gonna, you know, he explains about these natural approaches and natural ways that you can take control of your pain. I mean, just that little bit of conversation that you and I had um, really made a difference for me, and it prompted me to want to go and read everything that you're doing and have a better understanding of where it's all coming from. And I got to tell you, it it is truly, it's truly work that is is life changing, and you're you know. You're changing millions of people's lives. I want to thank you so much for being on my show today and sharing all your great information with our community. Great, Heather. It's been great being here with you, and I love that we could you know, deliver this message together. Yes, me too. And uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep sharing the good word as um, all your information comes out. But remind everybody, you can get Dr. Tata's book at HealYourPainNow.com. You can also visit and follow Dr. Tata at Dr. Joe. Is it Dr. Joe Tata? Yep, it's DrJoeTata.com. All right. Well, it's a wrap, everybody. Thanks again, Dr. Tata. Uh, appreciate you being here. And um, everyone, go follow him and check him out. All right, Dr. Tata, I hope you're doing okay over there in New York. Hope it's not too cold. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll definitely see you and keep following all the great work that you're doing. Thanks so much. Appreciate all right. It. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.